quick thank you to our sponsors for making this podcast possible. They keep this show free to listen to. You know what I don't miss at all? The vicious week before my period. I always used to feel like I was walking in quicksand and craving the most unhealthy of foods. My sleep was always off and my moods were unpredictable. Now it's easier to manage PMS with EstroControl. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality and it shows. And the biggest benefit, feeling like myself again. That's what women mention over and over in their reviews. And there are over 14,000 reviews of Hormone Harmony. For a limited time, you can get 15% off the entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use code PEACE at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code PEACE for 15% off today. I love a cozy fleece for the winter. I got the Kodopak Seed Tekka Fleece from Active Threads. It's so warm and the color palette is gorgeous. Active Threads is a female-run company with two moms at the helm. I love supporting working moms like myself when I can. Active Threads has a great selection of women's active and outdoor apparel, ranging from sports bras and leggings to camping gear and backpacks. As a gift to my listeners, they are extending 15% off anything on their site. Head to activethreads.com and use code PEACE15 at checkout. I came to parenting with everything I learned in childhood, yelling, punishing, controlling, and shaming. After trying almost every method, I found connective parenting and was totally shocked when empathy, listening, doing away with rewards and consequences, and being a safe place actually worked. It moved the behaviors of my children and it felt good, especially with my very strong-willed and highly sensitive oldest daughter. This podcast was born out of the idea of sharing the message and helping parents find more peace in a modern world. Welcome to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. So glad you're here. Today, we're going to talk about how can you be a connected parent? What are the main ideas about being a connected parent and what can you do each day to keep the connection flowing because connected parenting isn't just sitting down and playing with your kids on the floor. Connected parenting is quite complex and it encompasses a large variety of things. I've given this list kind of a deep thought and I'm going to give you the seven things that I think are the most important or deeply important things around connected parenting. So number one is play. How can you use play to be a connected parent. So let's say, for instance, that your child comes to you or they respond to you with aggression. They are hitting or they are being sassy or they are pushing. Can you come with play? And can play really be a way to thwart some of these behaviors? So can you say, oh, little kids who have hitty hands are going to have to get chased. And can you use this opportunity of their off-track behavior to form connection. And that's really what connected parenting is. How can you form connection in these hard moments and also not so hard moments, but how can you constantly be keeping connection top of mind? Number two, kind limits with empathy. Those will evoke big feelings. 
So boundaries are used to give children an opportunity to have their feelings. So you expect the upset when you use a kind boundary. You might not always get it, but a lot of times you will. And then when you get the upset, you come with empathy and understanding. Oh, I know you wanted to ride your bike one more time. Yeah, we can't. We're all done. And you keep your limit and you also stick deeply into empathy. Okay, number three, get rid of the punishments. They don't serve you. They're not worthy of being in your home. They are just empty, icky places to make kids feel bad. And we don't need them. We also don't need rewards. Rewards are no good either. They're just the punishment in disguise. No threats, no bribes. No, you can't play unless you do your homework. No manipulations. Just plain old no. We can get rid of them completely. You can use the idea of limits. You can use the idea of empathy. But rewards and punishments will do you no favors. And often we see that they're not effective. If you want to know more about those, I have lots of good podcasts on punishments and rewards, and I'll put them in the show notes. Number four, listen to big feelings with empathy and understanding. Even listen to little feelings with empathy and understanding. When your child complains, when they're upset about a disappointment, when they are having a tantrum, all of these big feelings episodes can be met with empathy. And empathy doesn't necessarily have to be, oh, I'm so sorry that happened. Empathy can just be presence. It can be just sitting with your child and witnessing what they're going through. I'm right here. I know this is hard. And not fixing it and not going into how they're going to feel better and not telling them to breathe and not having them use a calm down corner or a mindfulness jar or some technique or having them name their feelings. Just be there. It's so very simple. They're disappointed about, oh, I didn't get Pia was disappointed. I didn't get platinum on my last dance. Oh man, you didn't get platinum. That wasn't easy. Then I say nothing. I hold space. She goes on and on. She gets to have her complaint. I don't fix it for her. I don't say, well, yeah, but maybe you'll get it next time. Oh, but you had it the time before. No, I lean into the sadness with her and I witness it with her so that she can learn that having sadness around these things and disappointment is okay. And I'm not scared of it. Have you been dying to get one of your parenting questions answered? You're in luck. I just began offering an Instagram subscription. We have a private daily chat where I help parents navigate the stickiness of connected parenting. I post videos to help folks further understand the ideas of connection. And I go live once a week answering everyone's parenting questions. It's only $4.99 a month and you can cancel anytime. Head over to the Peace and Parenting IG page and click the subscriptions button on the main page to join today. I can't wait to see you there. Okay, number five, pick when and how to say no. We can't say no all day. It's just too much. So can we say no to a child when we have to? And are there ways to say yes? Like, yes, we can have another cookie tomorrow. Sure, we can go to the park later today. Can we find ways to say yes? And can we use no as little as possible? Because nobody likes to hear no. 
for some kids, it can create this like counter effect where they really fight against it because they don't like the word no. So use no sparingly, still use it. Sometimes we just have to say no, but can we decide when we're going to use it and how often we're going to use it? Okay. Number six, don't sweat the small stuff. There's so much small stuff to sweat and they are going to do a lot of things that are going to annoy you. And if you get caught into a back and forth or a tussle with a child, every time they say something that is going to annoy you, you might not survive this parenthood very well. So they're going to say no. It's totally normal. Don't worry about them saying no. Allow them to say no. Also, they might not eat their vegetables on Tuesday. Well, let's hope they eat them on Thursday. They call their sister dumb or they say something that's unkind. Can you hold space? Can you allow them to say it? And can they then come to their remorse? If you get caught up and overreact and become big around some of these things, it tends to make them worse. So try not to sweat the small stuff. You're going to have 7 billion small things happen within the lifetime of having children. And if you sweat every single one of them, it's going to be very difficult on your relationship and very difficult for you. Okay. Connective parenting, it's a lifestyle. It's like a mindset. It focuses on the relationship that we share with our children. And it doesn't look so much at the behavior. We know in connective parenting that the more connection you have, the more deeply connected you are to your child, the better the behavior will get. But it's not immediate and it doesn't happen all the time. And it doesn't translate minute for minute or hour to hour. You can't expect to do special time right now and then the next moment is everything's going to be okay. We're messier and more complicated than that. Kids are messier and more complicated than that. And so your connection will wax and wane because things happen in life and we become disconnected and we become dysregulated. But how can you keep the connection flowing as much as possible? It can seem really counterintuitive to see parenting through the eyes of and through the lens of relationship as opposed to seeing it through the lens of behavior because we've been conditioned to believe that if a child's behavior isn't good, then something must be wrong. Something must be wrong with us. Something must be wrong with them. Something must be wrong with our parenting. Behavior is just an indication, just a communication. It's just a part of life really. And our own behavior can be erratic at times. We can find ourselves yelling and we can find ourselves saying and doing the wrong things when we don't really mean to, we don't really want to, but we aren't thinking well. And we don't always make the best choices. And so, of course, our children don't either. They're immature. They don't know what's going on. They're having a hard time just keeping it together. And they're growing and they're learning and they're trying so hard and they need us so badly. So there's a lot happening for them. So to expect their behavior to be, you know, perfect or on point all the time is just unrealistic. So connected parenting, if you can just think about it in in a very simple way, the relationship is the most important thing. If you do everything you can to boost and enhance and develop that relationship with your child, everything else will come along. The behavior, the love, the internal remorse, the apologies, the sharing, the ability to be a good sister or brother, all of those things will come along with ups and downs, with bad moments and with great moments, but all of those will come along with time but you have to give it time. 
because building a relationship takes time and our children need to trust us. And the only way they trust us is if we trust them. So try to think about these six things, the seventh one being the relationship. When you're parenting, if you can think of connection in those ways, you'll probably get some good movement. Okay. Thank you for joining me on the Peace and Parenting Podcast. I'm so glad that you are here and I'm so grateful for all of the reviews and all of the thoughtful ratings and everyone who listens. And so I hope to see you next time on the Peace and Parenting Podcast. Podcast.